0: Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily top-level live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse.
1: Are you struggling with engagement on your live streams? Do you find it tough to get people to show up to your live videos? Today, we're gonna to be talking with Ifat Cohen from I'm That Geek about ways that you can increase engagement on your live streams. But first, I'm gonna bring my co-host Jim Fuse on to tell you a little bit more about Ifat, and then we're gonna ask her some questions. Jim, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great and really excited to be talking with uh, Efi Cohen. She is an engagement maven. She's a visionary, a muse, and she's the architect behind generating a quarter of a million dollars in just ten days with Hangouts. Remember Google Hangouts? I sure do. I kind of miss it. And she's a growth hacker specializing in community building, uh, gamifying live engagement, and cultivating brand evangelists. And she also loves speaking, strategizing, and sharing her four-minute solutions with anyone possessing a great sense of humor. And we all can use a great sense of humor at these times. So very excited to have Efat Cohen here helping us talk about how to increase engagement with your live streams.
1: Great having you on, by the way. Thanks a lot for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me. This is fantastic. I enjoyed talking to you guys.
1: So Jim, do you want to kick things off? Yeah,
2: so, you know, Efat, part of Launch Your Live and and bringing on folks like you is we want everyone to know, right, we all started somewhere. Christian and I all started somewhere. And it's so important to know stories. So how did someone like you, and by that, I mean with all compliments because you are such a smart person. I mean, even the whole I'm that geek thing speaks to it. How did you get started in live streaming?
3: Yeah, so remember Hangouts? Mm -hmm. Good old Hangouts, (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, so when we started with Google+, Plus, right, it was a community of geeks, and there was nothing, right, like, I think back then the only way to go live was, uh, was it, uh, it was live something, right, like stream live or something like that, Uh, there was one, one service that most people didn't use, and then Google came out with Hangouts, And I remember being a black man because I was embarrassed to put my face on camera. So remember those avatars, like those uh, images where you move your mouth and their lips move? Um, So I was a black guy with an Israeli accent. And then Google came out with Hangouts on Air, and I was the first one to get access to it in beta because it was kind of like what LinkedIn is doing right now where they're only letting a few people in to make sure that there's no copyrights and everybody's, you know, kosher. Mm -hmm. And because I was one of the very few ones to have that, I got to interview like really, really amazing people. Um, Like the vice president of uh, Disney marketing. And we talked about the Muppets bringing the Muppets back and the youngest president of the NAACP. And we're talking about like, you know what it's like and almost losing his life for a story. Um, or the former US ambassador to the UN who came for the killing fields in Cambodia to the States. And um, and the beauty of what happened there, right? It's that um, I let my audience come in and actually talk with these guys face to face and ask them anything they want. And that really catapult my entire brand. So it's not that I just had a show because everybody can have a show and then everybody did have a show and today everybody has a show. Um, but it was actually the moving people from passive viewer to an active participant. Because when can you ever talk to the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. and be like, that's what it's like, right? Um, so that was that's when I realized, I was like, you know what? It's not about how many followers you have. Uh, it's about the engagement and the relationship that you have with them. Because there was a point where Guy Kawasaki and Gary Vaynerchuk were having a hangout at the same time I was having mine. And someone was telling me, oh, you probably lost viewership because, you know, it's Gary and Guy. And I was like, Pli, right? And I went and looked at the numbers and I had four times more shares, more comments, more engagements. Um, and I was bringing people to my site back then even. And I was like, how is that possible? Because that's like Gary and Guy, right? I have like 60 million followers and I have like my little, <laughs> I don't know, I was twenty was 20,000 back then. And... Um, and it's because Gary and Guy were just talking at their book promoting, right? And we were having conversations about Google Plus, mm-hmm. and so I think that was the magic number, the thing, right? Like how do you bring people into your conversations with you, into the conversation with you, and actually build that relationship with them?
2: That that's amazing, and and I think it, you know what's interesting too is right that engagement will build your community. Right. So you don't have to go find them first as people. Right. It's kind of like the word spreads like, hey, you really want to listen to Ifad and the people she brings on, because not only do you get to listen, but you get to participate. And I think that's something that you do that really and, and maybe people don't realize it. I would say it's unique. You know, yeah. I don't th- I don't see a lot of people doing that.
3: No. And I call it kind of like, you know, think and grow rich for the 21st century. Right. It's kind of like you get to come in and talk to these amazing people from the comfort of your home and just ask them anything you want. And when I was trying to have other people, you know, I'm teaching, I was like, come on, you need to bring them in and talk to them. Uh, people are always worried about what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to show up. What if they, you know, Zoom bomb me? Um, so, same stuff can happen in a live event, right? You're running a live event, someone can run into a live event and throw, you know, pie in your face. What are you going to do? That's even more embarrassing, right? Um, whereas online, you can remove them like pretty quickly and you can put all kinds of mechanism in place that prevent them from doing that. Um, I actually had that happen uh, and I didn't even notice. So I was interviewing Stephanie Liu on my show and I made her a co-host and at the end of it, she goes like, did you just I was flushing his butt and I'm like what <laughs> I didn't see that at all and she's like well you made me a co-host I kicked him out and I'm like totally didn't realize it and nobody on the stream saw it because of the settings that we had on but I guess you know she and maybe two more people got you know got mooned for a second and then he was out so it's not that big of a deal if you know how to set your things and it can make for a great story afterwards
1: <laughs> that is that is too cool So, so Christian, you want to go with our next question? Uh, Sure. So, you know, we're talking about increasing live stream engagement. So what does it mean when we're talking about live video engagement? Like, what does that, what does that mean to the average viewer?
3: So, you know, you guys are watching lives and you're watching YouTube videos a Mm -hmm. lot, right? So let me ask you, what's the difference in your, in your mind between a live and a video that you're watching on YouTube? What's the difference?
2: Uh, Good question. I I would say to me, the biggest difference is with the video. I'm just thinking on YouTube, to your point, I'm just thinking of consumption. I'm just listening. I'm not thinking of taking any sort of action where if it's a good live stream, they're asking me questions and expecting me to do something right. It's kind of like that mini call to action, like, Hey, put in the comments where you're watching from, or do you have any questions? Let us know, you know, in the chat, that sort of thing. Um, I, I, that's how I kind of see the big difference. And I think that sometimes is a challenge, like probably live streaming to YouTube is people don't necessarily hang out on YouTube unless you know in advance. I mean, that those are my thoughts. What, what about you, Christian?
1: Um, I, I think that with live video, people go in there expecting to, to be able to have a conversation with somebody, you know, and um, whereas if they're going to watch a YouTube video, uh, they, a lot of times... I I think at least they think that they're not going to be able to interact with that person. So that's kind of, and that's where like it comes down to the type of content you're publishing. Some content works really well as a live video. For example, if it's content where you do want audience engagement versus, you know, a pre-recorded piece of content, you definitely like, you're not really looking to, I guess like have conversations with people. You want to put that information out there and let them consume it. And then if they have questions, they can, you know, put it into the comments, for example, on a video, and you can answer them, you know, as they come in. That's how I see it.
3: Yeah. So I think from a viewer perspective, there's not much of a a difference because in both cases, they just comment, right? They type a comment and then they wait for you to respond. So whether... You get a notification from YouTube that someone commented and then you go and respond or whether you respond live whenever you want to. You pick and choose anyway. Right. right? So there's not much of a difference. So for people who are thinking of going live and are worried about all the light, you know, the tech, the camera, the nobody's showing up, it's much easier to do a pre-recorded video and put it out there because. Anyway, you're going to just respond to comments. Mm-hmm. So the difference in engagement is if you bring your audience in and now they're here with you in StreamYard and you bring them on camera and now that person goes like, I don't get it, Jim. You're just talking about, you know, this type of microphone. Look at my stuff. Is that working? That's when the immediate trust is coming in, right? Because now they, you look at what they're doing. You look at what they have. You answer them right there and then. Mm-hmm. There's no gotcha questions, right? You become an authority right away because you don't know what they're going to ask and you're able to answer it. And you build that immediate trust face-to-face uh, right there and then. Otherwise, why go through all the trouble of lights and camera and sound and, you know, internet bandwidth, no internet band, all that jazz. Um, so I'm looking at live streaming a little differently. I'm looking at it as a way to connect with my audience wherever they are on whatever platform they are, bring them in, have a face-to-face conversation with them, and then then take that and turn that into content. So I'm not focusing on content, right? Like I'm not focusing on like, let's create videos for YouTube and stuff for that. Let's have conversations. And then the conversations will turn into brand assets that position you wherever you want.
2: That's awesome. If I, I, I guess the question I would have, I guess, further along that line though, is, because a lot of times, right, you've got your live scheduled, you obviously don't always know who's going to pop in, right? Because you're kind of picking. How do you go about, in a sense, vetting those people before you let them in? Or, or have you just do you kind of roll the dice? And sometimes yeah. it's like you have some interesting characters come on screen?
3: So, so I have some loyal audience, you know, loyal viewers who pop up and I get to know them and, you know, with them, I'm kind of like, okay, ask me ahead of time and then I'll bring you in maybe. Um, But in general, anyone can pop in. So like I got just my latest client just show, saw me on LinkedIn uh, by mistake because one of her meeting got canceled. She saw that she can come in and have a conversation. She came in, asked her question. I followed up. She became a high ticket item. Right? A really fantastic client, really fantastic client that I would have never gotten to talk to because she wasn't my target market. I didn't know she was, you know, having problems. I didn't I didn't even know what problem she was having. Instead, she comes in, she goes, like, hey, you're talking about this, this is what's happening in my world. I'm like, fantastic, let me help you. Um, so that's that's the difference between let me go create so much content, and hopefully one of it sticks, right? Or let me guess what goes in my prospect's mind, and hopefully I, you know, tap into that. Or let me get a bunch of leads and try to convert them in an email, rather than doing all this content marketing to try to get to the conversation at the end, where you actually can help someone. Use lives to actually help them turn that into the conversations, and now you're answering, uh, you know, many people's questions in one one conversation that you are having there. And
1: I will say this. One particular thing that I noticed a lot of is because I've had the same situation happen where people have had questions on, you know, it could be a tech question, for example, or it could just be some area where they've really struggled. And this is where like I see live video being very helpful. And it's the fact that somebody has that question and they can actually get help right then and there as opposed to, cause, and I hear the story. It's, Hey, I have this issue. It's been going on and they tell you some like astronomical number, like, Hey, I've had this issue. It's been going on for like, six months, a year, for example, and I've not been able to get help. And that's where definitely having that engagement on a live stream, I think can really help drive, you know, more, uh, more opportunities with clients, for example, because for the most part, people take that opposite approach, which is, Hey, I'm going to put that content out there. And Hey, if somebody comments, fantastic. And I'll get to it instead of taking the opposite approach, which is, let me actually be active and help solve problems. And that can lead to, I think, more uh, better returns, I think.
3: Yeah, you know, Frank Kern says that, he he says two things that kind of like stuck with me. One, he's been an online marketer forever. And so he goes like, look, people steal everything for me. My copy, my program, my images, they steal everything, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes like, the one thing that they cannot steal from me is my relationships with my clients. And that has been fueling his business. And then he said, the other thing is like, if you, wanna, if you wanna have people know that you can help them, show them that you can help them by actually helping them, <laughs> right? <laughs> like help them so they know you can help them. And, uh, and a lot of people are stuck in this broadcasting mode, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm calling it kind of like the anti-funnel. The funnel right now is like content, 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 hopefully conversations. All right. So the anti funnel is like conversation, show them you can help, and then content, content, content.
2: I like that. I like that. So going so this kind of leads to our next question of, you know, because you've really shown how you create engagement differently. Uh so do you think then it's more important for people to be watching you live? Or do you think the replay is something that, you know, or or is it like is there really a, a balance there? I mean, which which do you think is we should be focused on, especially maybe when we're starting out.
3: So, you know, when, especially when you're starting out, you probably don't have an audience yet. Right. You're just starting mm-hmm. to build it up. So if you're just starting out um, and there's no audience, then it's fine because the platforms will kind of like promote you the longer you go live. Right. So it, they'll help you build the audience. And so at the beginning, don't even worry about. Not having people watching you live. If you do get some, fantastic. What you want to do is you want to message them privately and be like, "Thanks so much for you know watching live. Did I answer your questions? How's it going? Are you struggling?" Right. Move that to private conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, don't focus on specifically just how many people are watching, because you know those platforms lie. Have you ever found that you know Facebook views are like way more than than actual people over there, and YouTube the same thing, right? Like you can trust it. Um, And and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you had a million views and no clients or if you had two views and one client, right? So focus on really what you want to build and what you really want to build is the relationship. And then just use that to build relationships and facilitate conversations. The fact that it stays there after the fact is fantastic because that means you can create, you know, all the content in five minutes. Go live in the morning, go live in the afternoon, go live at night. You have three pieces of content. You didn't write, you didn't create any graphics, nothing, right? You got the content there.
1: Next question for you. How have you been able to increase engagement on your live streams?
3: Just by opening it up. So, you know, at the beginning, uh, we were talking about the client's results. And $250,000 in 10 days came from a list of a copywriter, an eight-figure copywriter. So- That guy has no problems writing headlines that convert and copy that converts and great emails and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But still he had about 7,000 people that were on his list for three years and never bought. And all we did is we facilitated these type of conversations. We had a 10 day kind of like challenge where people came in and they learned something and applied it and they talked to him face to face. So for the first time he was like, oh my God, I'm actually talking to the great (laughs) marketer," right? And then they applied it, and they got results. And they go like, "I can actually do this. This is fantastic." Mm-hmm. Uh, and because it wasn't a webinar, and it wasn't like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, it actually went viral. And he had cold traffic coming in and converting within like three days into high ticket items because they built that trust and relationship. Mm-hmm. And they knew that if they bought, he wouldn't disappear. Because now I know you. We're talking, right? I know your name. I know your face. We kind of like got each other's vibe and that converts into, uh, you know, into a nice chunk of money. So really building that audience by just having these open conversations, uh, I think it does two things for you. One, in our current social situation, we don't trust anything and anybody, right? Like everything can be fabricated, Uh, copy videos, images, filters, right? You just don't know who's behind anything. And so when you're having this live conversation with someone now, it's no longer this marketer or this left person or this right wing, whatever. It's Jim. Right. I know him. You know, we talked. Right. And if I come in and I talk to you two, three times, that's it. You know, so Christian can come in and be like, hey, you know what? I got a product like Jim has, but mine is ten dollars less. Come on, buy my stuff. I'm like. I know this guy. I want to support this guy. He's my friend, mm-hmm. right? So now you stop comp- competing on price. You start competing on value. You start getting referrals. Um, you have retention, right? That grows a little bit. Um, so there's a lot of good things that just happen by doing what humans are supposed to do, socializing.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. It's it's called social media. And, right. I, and I love how you bring up the whole fact of that's what I think sometimes people are missing about what, uh, what I would call the power of live video is it is building relationships, right? Especially with what you're doing, where you're bringing, they weren't even your guest, right? They're just like a member of the audience, like, Hey, come and join us. We want to talk with you. And, and the feeling that that must do to some of these people, once they maybe get over their fear of like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be live. And I didn't expect this. Um, they, they walk away. They're, they're never going to forget that. And that is such a powerful thing in building trust because, right, we talk about it in networking groups all the time. It's about building know, like, and trust. And I feel like, especially right now, live video is probably the best way for you to be able to do that unless you're able to get out and meet people in person.
3: Which we can't right now, right? And so until deepfake is actually making... Deep fake live videos, which they're kind of, but you have to be like, you know, a really good programmer to do that. But until everybody can kind of like mess live video, then uh, I think that's the best way for us to actually connect. And thank goodness for Corona, right? Because now everybody's doing it on Zoom. You kind of got comfortable with the Mm -hmm. camera. You got comfortable talking to people. So just the next step, just broadcast, that's
1: it. Definitely. Right. So, you know, if if others who were like just getting started, for example, and they want to you know, increase live stream engagement, are there, you know, maybe let's say three things that they can do to, obviously they're not going to get the same exact results, but are there three things they can do to get them moving in the right direction?
3: Yeah. So the first one is when you invite people, if you have an email list and you say, Hey, come to my live," instead of going like, Hey, come watch me, blah, blah, blah. Be like, Hey, come talk to me, talk to me. And this guest, right in real time um so just changing the verbiage from look you can see me to hey let's hang out hang out and talk to each other (laughs) you know i like i'm still mourning the the death of hangout um (laughs) and google plus
2: for that matter gosh
3: god um so the first thing is telling people right and like gradually changing the mindset from like you're coming to see me as the guru behind the podium Mm -hmm. to like where my peer and come in and have a conversation in real time. So There's going to be some time to get them readjusted, right? Because they're uh-huh. used to you doing PowerPoints and webinars. Once they get over that, you have a great audience. Uh, so that's the first one, changing your verbiage. The other one is once you go live, um, have a call to action on the screen that says, "Hey, come to my site and on my site, click this link, so you can actually come in and talk to me." So offering a way for people to join your live streams on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, is important for them to be able to come in and talk to you. Um, The reason why I'm bringing people to the site and not sharing the link on social is two reasons. One, don't build your home on rented properties, Mm -hmm. right? So you always want to tell people my site, my site, my site. Um, And the second one is Zoom bombing. If you just put the link there, you really don't know who's going to click on it. And some people just enjoy being trolls. So if you put that little barrier of like, hey, you have to click to my site and then you have to click again to join, That kind of removes the trolls for some reason. They don't like two clicks. Uh, (laughs) Couldn't figure it out uh, so far. Why is like an extra click actually keeps you away? But it does. So changing the verbiage, bringing people to your site and actually talking to them in real time. And the third one is don't worry so much about the tech, right? Like there's so many ways to go live. There's StreamYard, there's Restream, there's OBS, there's Zoom. Mm It doesn't matter, it's just a method, right? It's a method, it's a tool for you to connect with people. Figure out the best way, the one that's easiest for you to operate so that you're not bummed with the tech and you can really focus on the conversations. Cause if you're just starting out, being a producer and a host and a, hugger and a manager and all that stuff is too much, right? Uh, so find something that's like super, super easy. If you just want to get started with your phone, open it up to, you know, just go live on Facebook or Instagram and let people come in to your phone, Mm -hmm. then you're getting used to talking to people and you're doing it on a platform that's like super simple. And then you can gradually, you know, increase to StreamYard, increase to, you know, BS, other stuff.
1: Definitely. So Jim, do we have any more questions for you? No, this has been
2: amazing. And I'm sure we're going to have to have her back on a future episode to, to geek out a little bit more. But uh, Ifad, if people want to connect with you, where's the best place for them to find you so that they can you know, learn more about what you're doing and, and also just to enjoy some of the great interviews that, uh, that you have as well?
3: Yeah. Um, so if you uh, if you want to work with me, because we do all these things for our clients, then viralconnectivity.com dot com is the one. There you go. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, think and go reach for the 21st century and actually talk to my guests in real time. I'm that geek.com is the place to be.
1: Fantastic. So I want to thank everyone for joining us for episode 21 of the Launcher Live podcast, where we talked with Ifat Cohen about how to increase live stream engagement. If you want to ask any questions, please leave those in the comments. If you're watching the video, and if you want to check out the show notes, just go to launchyour.live forward slash EP21. We'll see you on a future episode. Thanks
0: a lot. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.